Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. John chapter 6, I wrote out, you, I have to apologize, I wrote out my notes before service. I hope I can read them. I usually don't write out notes because I can't read my own handwriting. So, so we'll see how this goes today. I promise I won't preach heresy, but, but I might say the wrong thing. <laughs> if I have to pause and go back and, what was that? John chapter 6. Oh, Jesus, we're feasting today. We're feasting on the bread from heaven. We're feasting. There is a gospel feast that's been prepared for you today. I said there's a gospel feast. God has prepared a table in front of your enemies today, right in the midst of your wilderness, right in the middle of your uh, whatever it is. I'm just filling the gap. God has prepared a table, a feast for you. Maybe even things are going good. God has prepared a table for you that you can feast on. It's not a, a table. It's not a feast of worldly vanity and worldly promises and peace that doesn't last and, and broken promises, broken relationships relationships, broken addiction, all of those things. It's all broken, broken cisterns. God has not prepared a feast for you of broken cisterns. He has prepared a table of his goodness for you today. And we're going to step in. We're just going to take, take a feast, feast break today. And John chapter 6 and verse 27 says, do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. We are feasting on eternal bread today. It's not bread like the manna from heaven that, that they had to eat one day and the next morning it was gone. It was turned into worms. This is eternal bread. It's the eternal bread, eternal life feast that we have today, which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has set his seal on him. Now, I just want to pause for a moment and talk about what's happening here in John chapter 6. Jesus has fed the 5,000. He's fed the multitudes. If you re you'll remember the story, the, the little lad with his fish and his loaves come up to Jesus. The disciples bring him up to Jesus, and Jesus said to them, you feed them. They're hungry, Jesus. You can't send them away. You've, been, you've kept them in church all day. That's what, he, that's what the disciples said. You've kept them in church all day, and now they're hungry. You, we need to do something about this. This was an all-day church service. It wasn't a two-hour church service either. It was an all-day church service. Jesus was teaching, and they got hungry. Well, we're hungry. We're hungry. you got to feed us. You know, if Jesus' teaching wasn't enough, yeah, okay, feed us. And Jesus says to the disciples, you feed them. Uh, but Jesus, there, have you counted how many people there are? What are you talking? You were the ones complaining. Do something about it. You can take that for what it's worth. You're the ones complaining. You do something about it. <clears throat> well, Jesus, all we've got is this little boy. He's got, he's got his, 
five loaves, two fit. What are we going to do with that? I mean, that won't even feed a grown man. You know, that's not going to last. What are we going to do with this? And Jesus takes the bread and the fish. He breaks it, and 5,000 are fed, and 12 basketfuls are collected after. Amazing miracle. I mean, man, I would love, I would love to see that. I, I've seen the Lord multiply food, and I've watched, I've, I physically have watched food multiply, you know, through here at Night of Hope, and I've, I've watched the food multiply. I've watched it multiply many times. God do multiplication miracles. But, man, that would have been 12 basketfuls left over and starting with so little. I mean, this was a, this was a miracle, and the people knew it. They wanted to make him king. They, they were ready to say, you the man, we, let's get rid of the Roman Empire. Let's get rid of all the Roman rule. You're the king. You can feed us. You did. You did what nobody else can do. The government can't feed us. The people can't take care of us. So we want you to be the king. And that's literally what, what happened. And so Jesus and his disciples went to the other side of the lake to get, get away from the crowd that was trying to overtake them. And so they go to the other side of the lake, Jesus and his disciples go to sleep, and they wake up in the morning, and guess who's there? All those people that just got fed had found him, followed him, and said, hey, you did such a great job yesterday, let's do this again. <laughs> you, you fed us, that meal was the best meal we've had in a long time, let's do that over again. And so we pick up the story here, they're saying... Jesus, you're, you're greater than the one who gave us manna in the, in the wilderness. Greater than the, uh, the manna in the wilderness with our fathers. I mean, man, you just you supplied our need. Well, let's do this all over again. And Jesus says to them, let's pick up the story, John 6. In verse 30, it says, Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. In other words, let's just, let's just set up shop here. Let's, let's do like they did, like, like the disciples wanted to do on the Mount of Transfiguration. Let's just set up shop here. This is good stuff. If, if you can do this once, let's just do it over again. And Jesus said in verse 35, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. In other words, what they were saying to him is, Oh God, let's go back to the glory days. Let's, let's go back. Remember, remember our father Moses and how the, the manna came down and in the wilderness and you took care of their needs. Remember the good old days. Let's just go back to them days. Those, those were good days. Let's just, let's just do that over again. And what Jesus was saying to them is, I have fresh bread for you today. I'm doing something new in you today. Our God is the most relevant God there is. You don't need to go and be, be whatever, seeker, whatever this, relevant, whatever this. Our God and His Word is relevant for you and I today. He's fresh for you today. He is the bread of life for you and I today. We can feast on Him. We don't have to go back to the good old days. God's doing something new today. Amen. 
thank God for, for what he's done in our lives in the past. And I'm not just talking about season in a church. I mean, I can look back over my life and I can think of times where the Lord has done significant things in my life. I can look back over the years and, and think of significant moments, significant encounters, significant words, significant ministries. Can't we all? Where we can look back, man, look at what the Lord did in that season. Look what God did in that at that time. And we rejoice in that and we meditate on those things and we rejoice on those things. But God help us if we say, Lord, that's where I want to camp out and that's where I want to live. The, the children of Israel had to follow the cloud, follow the fire, and keep moving when God moved. We don't camp out. We keep moving. We keep pressing in. And some of you might be saying, well, I've been, I've been pressing in, Pastor. Don't get too comfortable. Life in his presence is life on the move. Life in his presence is life on the move. Don't get too comfortable. Don't camp out for too long. Don't set up shop. Yeah, we just we rejoice in the seasons in which we live and the days in which we live, but we look forward with anticipation that our God is the bread of life for today. He sustains me today. He nourishes me today. And then tomorrow he's got it covered. I need to keep pressing in. I need to keep feasting. I need to keep drinking. It's eternal. This life is an eternal life. It doesn't mean that we take one drink today and we're done. It means for eternity we keep drinking. We keep feasting. We're constantly diving in to the feast of God. Yeah. Eternal life is not just one, one drink and you're done. Oh yeah, one drink will do you. One sip of salvation will set you free for eternity. But it will leave you longing for more. It's eternally satisfying, but eternally compelling us to keep drinking. That's why Paul wrote, to drink of the Spirit. Don't get drunk with wine, but be filled. Be being filled. Keep drinking. When you've tasted of Him, when you've tasted of the real, just one drink won't satisfy. Oh yeah, one crumb, one crumb from the bread of loaf, the, the loaf of, of His presence will satisfy you. But it leaves you longing. It's like, hmm, I want some more of that. We, uh, while we were in Florida, we found this Cajun restaurant. Y'all know I got to talk about Cajun food. You know, this is, this is, this is good. You know, this, we, we had boudin balls. Ooh, man. You say, what's boudin? You don't want to know. But let's just say we had boudin balls, and, and they're deep fried. It's got rice and, and meat, whatever kind of meat, different things in it. But, man, I had not had, I haven't had boudin since we left New Orleans, uh, maybe maybe once. But, but, oh, man, it was like crunching into a piece of heaven. I was like, oh, I miss this. You know, you take that bite, and you're like, ooh, that was really good, but I want more. And we had, we had all the, I, th I think I ate four or five of those things, and I still had the rest of my meal to eat. It was good, good stuff. And feasting on Jesus, how much more of a delicacy is he? 
How much more? To, we, we feast and we taste on earthly delights. We, we come into church and, and he's here waiting on us. He's walking the aisle, sitting in our pew, waiting for us to get here. And we sit down right beside him. And he's wanting to, to lavish us with his goodness. He wants to lavish you with his presence. He wants to lavishly, lavish you with the outpouring of his anointing on your life. Every, every day, you know, you get up and he's, he's waiting for you to open your eyes. He's standing looking at you over your bed. He's, he's standing looking at you as you sleep. He's singing over you in the night hours. You, you think that's funny? Jesus is singing over you as you sleep. He's looking over you in your night hours. He's waiting for you to wake up. He's waiting for your eyes to open up. And there he is looking at you in your face saying, are you going to serve me today? Are you going to walk with me today? I want to lavish you with the bread of my presence. I want you to feed. I don't want you to get up and eat your, your Pop-Tart and your toast and your whatever crapped and crunch. I want you to I want you to get up and feast on me. I want you to get up and feast on my goodness. I want you to get up and taste of my love today. Amen. Feasting on Jesus. He's the bread of life. It's okay, you can laugh. bread for today. Yeah, thank God for the glory days. Thank God for what he's done in the past. But I, the Lord, he says, I'm doing a new thing. Even now it springs forth in your life. Do you not know it? Do you not perceive it? He's constantly making all things new in your life. Thank you, Jesus, for what he's done. But keep pressing in. Keep feasting. There ought to be a spiritual hunger stirring up on the inside of you. That man, have you have you ever had one of those? I just want to take off running. Have you have you ever have you ever had one of those days where you're just like, man, there's a spiritual hunger stirring on the inside of me, and you just you don't even want to eat natural food? Jesus, remember, remember, it might be good for some of you. Remember, remember. Remember Jesus and the Samaritan woman? Remember Jesus and the Samaritan woman? What happened? Jesus ministered to the Samaritan. Wasn't supposed to talk to her. Talked about springs of living water. Where was his disciples? They were getting food. They were busy grocery shopping in town. They were. Go read your Bible. They were grocery shopping at Winn-Dixie or Giant Eagle or whatever. And Jesus is here ministering to the woman at the well. And they come back. Jesus, what you want for lunch? We got some po' boys. We got some crawfish bisque. I don't know what y'all eat. We got some hot dogs. We got some Swensons. We got some, <laughs> I don't know, whatever you like. We went and got it. And what was Jesus' response? My food is not of this world. I've, I've been sitting here feasting on food that you know not of. 
I've been, I've, I've been sitting here feasting on spiritual fruit that will last far longer than the bread that you just went and got a Winn-Dixie. I've, I've got something that's going to sustain me. I've, got, I've, been, I've been given water to this woman that's going to sustain her for eternity. Out of her belly is going to flow rivers of living water. I don't know about you, but, but I don't want to be wasting my time on natural food that doesn't satisfy. I don't want to waste my moment looking at natural realities when all of the time Jesus is sitting at the well saying if if you'll drink the water that I'll give out of your inner being will flow rivers of living water. I, I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss feasting on Jesus. I don't want to miss the gospel feast. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it because I'm trying to look back to the good old days. I, I don't want to miss it because I'm, I'm, I'm looking back over what God's done and miss and miss the moment of what God's doing right now and where he's taking me. I don't want to turn and look at Sodom and Gomorrah and see, uh-oh, and become a pillar of salt. What did I leave behind? What did I leave behind? Oh, God, thank you for what you've done in the past. But there's fresh bread coming down from heaven today. Yeah, there's fresh bread for you today. They come to Jesus and they say, hey, you know that miracle that you just did yesterday? Can you do that again? Can you turn the fish and the bread can you, can you multiply that? Can you do that again? We'll, we'll send some people out. We'll go catch a fish. The lake's right here. We'll catch a couple of fish. We'll send somebody into town. Can you do that? Can you give us supernatural? You know, and I have to say, if I were Jesus in that moment, and I was looking at 5,000 plus people, my disciples, I'd have to say my natural man would say, you know, that miracle sounds pretty good. I did that yesterday. It worked. That was a good one. I'll do that again. We can just press repeat. Instead of having to believe for something deeper, something greater, huh, let's just do that again. I've got this. I, I've, I've, I've laid hands on the sick and seen them healed before, so I'll just do that again. I'll just, I'll press repeat again. Oh, I came, I came to the altar and I shook a little bit and I felt God, so I'll go to the altar and I'll shake a little bit and I'll feel God again. Or, oh, oh, oh I'll, I'll, I remember, I, I went and, and, and spoke this word over somebody and I felt God, so I'll press repeat and we'll just do it all again. In other words, let me do the formula again. Let me put A plus B equals C back into the calculator again and Jesus is going to output the same result. God's doing something new today. God's doing something fresh today. He wants to take me deeper today. He wants to take, this isn't an opportunity to just press repeat. It's an opportunity to say, God, what are you saying for this moment? What are you saying today? What are you saying in this circumstance? I don't want to just get caught up on pressing the formula repeat button. I want to hear your voice Fresh. I want to hear your voice now. I want to feel. I want to take a bite of that loaf of bread on the other end. I don't want to just eat that end. I want to eat this end. You know, it's like you know the sandwich that's overstuffed, and you got stuff coming out the other side while you're eating it on one side. You got to turn it around and get the other side, or else you get it all over you. You know, it's kind of that thing. God, I want to feast on every aspect of you. I want to feast on every every part of you. I want to know you. I don't want to just press repeat. God, I, I've, I've been down this road before. I've, you know, I wonder how many times the Israelites looked at the mountain and said, you know, Moses, 
I've seen this part of that mountain before. Uh, this looks really familiar. Are you sure we're going the right way? And let me say this. The very thing that got you going around the mountain is keeping you around the mountain. So stop doing the same thing over and over again. It may have been a blessing yesterday, but today God wants to do something new. What was a blessing yesterday, what was the benefit of the Lord yesterday, may not be his word for you today. May not be his direction for you today. May not be the miracle that he wants to work today. God, what is it today that you want to do in my life? What miracle? Should I, you know, Jesus said, whatever I see the Father do, I do. Whatever he says, I say. He was led by the Lord. He was led by the Father. He was, Jesus was led by his Father. Father, what are you doing today? Am I, am I walking in, in such a relationship with you, in tune with heaven, that when you say left, I'll go left, or when you say right, I'll go right, when you say speak, I'll speak, when you say shut up, I'll keep my mouth closed. Lord, am I, am I so in tune that, that, I can, that I can just flow? It's like I, I've, I've stepped into the heavenly rhythm of this river of the Holy Ghost. And whatever direction it goes, I go. And wherever it leads, I, lead, I follow. And are you in that tune? That with 5,000, Jesus with 5,000 people staring him in the face saying, Give us food and be bold enough to say, Oh yeah, that miracle was for yesterday. But today I'm telling you, I am the bread of life. You feast on me. Eat of my flesh. Drink of my blood. What? Are you that, are you so bold in the Lord to recognize when he says, yeah, I'm doing this in this season of your life. It may not look like yesterday. The seasons change. The, the, the look of, of the season changes. But I'm doing something fresh. I'm doing something new. That doesn't, let me say this. And qualify what I'm saying. That doesn't mean that you uproot yourself. That doesn't mean you uproot yourself out of the foundation that God's planted you in. It's being rooted and planted that assures you when God says, I'm doing something new, that keeps you stable in the midst of the new that he's doing. God is not building a shrine. He's building a house. I'll say that again. He's not building a shrine to himself. He's building a house. We are tabernacles. We are houses of the Lord. We are the dwelling place of God. We have to be rooted and established on the foundation of Christ. And whenever he says, I'm putting a new brick in, I'm forming and fashioning a new layer in your life, we are stable enough for him to do the work that he needs to do in our life. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? Oh, well, you know, Lord, I was okay when you saved me. I was okay with your presence when you convicted me at salvation. But, but this whole lifestyle of conviction, I'm not so sure about that. Oh, it's got quiet up in here. God, I, I, I was okay with, with your presence at, at salvation. I was excited, I was passionate, but, but baptism in the Holy Spirit, you want me to pray in tongues? Say, what? <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. God, I, I, I'm okay with, I'm, I, maybe you're here today, say, you've, you've come to the point of, I'm baptized in the Holy Ghost, I'm reading the Word of God, I'm pressing into God, but you, you want me to step out into a, a, a ministry, doing something new, serving in a new area of ministry. 
I'm not qualified for that, Lord. I'm not qualified to step out into a new, new ministry. I'm not qualified to step out and do that, or I just don't want to. Lord, I'll do anything for you but that. I'll, I'll multiply the bread and the fish any day, but don't have me do that. Anybody here? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, after all, I'm called to ministry. Ah. You would be surprised how many you 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 would be surprised how many times I hear that. I'm called to ministry. I want the microphone. Great. When I start seeing the fruit of Timothy and what God told Timothy. Oh, you don't want to hear this. I'll I'll move on. When I, when I see when I see Timothy Oh, I'm okay multiplying the fish and the bread. We're good with that. that let, let me do. You know why people are okay with the fish and the bread miracle kind of miracles? And not okay when, when God says it's time to go deeper? You want to know why they're okay with the fish and the bread, but not okay when Jesus says, eat my flesh and drink my blood? Because when the fish and the bread get multiplied, it's all about me. When, when, when Jesus says, eat my flesh, drink my blood, it means i got to die to myself. I'm okay. I'm okay if Jesus wants to put on the show, but when it comes to living the life, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother animal. We won't, we don't want to go there. I'm okay if Jesus wants to put on a show in my church, put on a show in my life, but when he calls me to die to self every day, I'm not so sure about that. When Jesus says, okay, multiply the fish, oh look at me, I'm multiplying. Look at the 12 basketfuls. Oh look. But Jesus says, I'm the bread, and you got to feast on me. I'm going to sustain you. That means that my life has to look different. It's not just about a full belly anymore. My spirit man's got to change. My soul's got to change. I have to be sanctified. Woo! Glory! It's getting happy in here today. Hallelujah! Let's go back to talking about Captain Crunch, Pastor. <laughs> and Psalms 23. I love this passage of Scripture. Psalms 23. Yay! Everybody say yay. yay. That's not the word we say when we go through the valley of death. Yay! <laughs> I'm blessed to go through the valley of death. That's not what we say. Yay! I'm okay going through this. I'm okay looking at Jesus and saying, I got to feast on your body. I'm okay, I'm okay saying, Jesus, I got to be discipled. I got to go through death's valley. I got to die. Does anybody hear me? I got to die. We read this at people's funerals all the time, but, but this is about you dying. I'm not just talking physical death. This is about you dying. 
less of you, you ugly thing, and more of him displaying his glory. Yay! (laughs) Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. God's not in this for my evil. He's in this for my good. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Oh, that sounds so sweet, Jesus. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Uh No, that's not, no. No, misinterpretation of that scripture. Your rod and your staff, these are not soft and gentle words. It's let me break your legs, put you on my shoulder, and carry you kind of words. You ran off, I'm going to teach you a thing. But he says, even though I correct you, even though I disciple you, even though I'm shaping you and mold you to look like me, I still prepare a table for you. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You'll let, you'll let me go. You'll let me wander off in the places of wilderness. You'll, you'll let me go wherever I want to go. You lead me to the still waters, but you let me run off away from those things. But you always, even in the middle of life, will prepare a table before me. Wherever I'm at, wherever I'm at, whether I'm facing my enemies or you want to set me down by the still waters, you have prepared a feast for me. I'm going to feed. It's there in the still waters that we pull up next to those waters and drink and rest at those waters and we eat of the grass of the field that nourishes us as the sheep, as the lamb of God, the lambs, the sheeps, the sheep of God. We pull up next to, the, next to those still waters and we drink in the waters of life and we feast on the grass that's there, the, the subtle grass. He brings us, our great shepherd brings us to that feast. But yeah, even though that's one type of feast, we'll find ourselves feasting on him even in the presence of our enemies. I can be at a place of rest. Even even in the valley of death, I might be in a place of rest and I'll feast on him. But even if I'm looking my enemies in the face, I'm still feasting on God. I'm still okay. I'm still being supplied for. I'm still being nourished. I'm still being taken care of because I'm, I'm not feasting on my good works. I'm not feasting on my own self and my own desires and, and worldly carnal things that don't satisfy. I'm feasting on Christ. And so I can, I can sit at the table and I can eat my fill in peace even in the presence of my enemies because Christ has prepared a table for me. Hallelujah. I'm shouting. You're, you're, I'm preaching better than you're shouting. Even in the midst of my enemies. Even in your trouble. Even in your trouble. Even in your torment. Even in your family issues. Even in your financial issues. No matter. Oh, come on, somebody. No matter what you're going through. Jesus has prepared a table for me in my wilderness. Woo! If you won't get happy, I will. (laughs) Somebody needs to leave happy today. It'll be me. (laughs) Even in a place of rest, he cares for me. Even in the place of trial, he cares for me. He's preparing a table. 
I don't need to feast on, on Moses' manna. I've got the bread from heaven staring me right in the face. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Isaiah. Say, Pastor, you need to wrap this up so I can go to lunch. <laughs> Bob Evans ain't got what we got. <laughs> Isaiah 55. Oh! That's what it says. Isaiah 55. It's right there. H O exclamation point. That's ho! Oh! I didn't make it up. It's in the Bible. Isaiah prophesied and he was happy. He was drawing from the, with joy from the wells of salvation. That's what he said. Ho! Oh! Everyone who thirsts. You're going to leave today and the only thing you're going to remember from my message is yay! And ho! What happened at church? Captain Crunch. What happened at church today? I don't know. We ate Captain Crunch and Pastor said yay! And ho! Come to the waters. Step on in, they're fine. You have no money. Come by and eat. Yes, come by wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for what is not bread? Why your wages for what does not satisfy? Why are you wasting what the Lord's given you? You spend it on things that don't satisfy. Come by and eat. Come by and drink. Feasting on the Lord. Bread that sustains us. Man. You say, well, Pastor, I'm just not that animated. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> Neither am I. I'm just not that animated. But when we start talking about feasting on Jesus, when you start telling me about the goodness of God, when you start telling me, Isaiah... Is, is calling me to feast. I can eat freely. I owe. I owe more money than I could ever have to pay him. I, I don't know if you heard me. You owe more money. More of your resources. Everything 100% of everything that you have belongs to him. And he says... You can come freely and eat and drink of me. You can have your fill freely. He could require everything. Come. Come eat. Come drink. Freely. You better believe I'm going to get animated. 
You better believe I'm going to get excited about that. I was a sinner who deserved nothing but hell. I was condemned before I was ever born. I was born into sin. It didn't matter how good I was or what good things I had or how prosperous or how educated or how stupid or how unwise or however whatever. I was under the wrath of God and he freely extended to me this opportunity to come feast and drink on him. So yeah, excuse me why I get a little happy. Excuse me while I get a little animated. Excuse me while I feast and drink on him and discover the riches of his love. Excuse me while, while I dive in head over heels in love with Jesus, taking in his peace, taking in his joy, wanting to experience every reality of who he is. I'm feasting on him. And it's okay. I want to wrap up with this. John 6, verse 35. Everybody said amen. Hallelujah. He's wrapping up. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is alive. This word is alive for you. This bread is living bread. It's living bread. It's living bread. Now, I don't know how this works. You put yeast in the flour, and what happens? Bread, it rises. You got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. It's time to rise up. <laughs> time to rise up. Feast. We have this this week. Which, by the way, we're going to share, come Wednesday night, we'll share testimonies Wednesday. We don't have time today. Come Wednesday night, we'll share stories and all that God did, and you, we'll have a fun night Wednesday night. But um, I'll just share one, one quick story. I'm talking about feasting on the living bread. I am the bread of heaven, Jesus said this, come down to eternal life. Woo! <laughs> He's the bread for eternal life. He's the bread that saves us. <laughs> we had this. We had this. We had this girl. We were, we were praying for people. I had given an altar call. We went to do a salvation altar call, and I looked back, and there was this girl, young girl. She was probably in her twenties, thirties. She was sitting two thirds of the way back, and I saw her, and I just thought, Lord, she looked broke. I mean, she she looked sad, broken, oppressed, depressed, discouraged, in another world. And I was, I was moved with compassion. I really felt bad for it. And I just thought, Lord, you got to do something here. And I don't even know if she had been in the meeting before. That was her first night. And I looked back at her and I said, I don't know who you are. I pointed her out. I said, I just feel like the Lord would say to you. And I, I read, quoted to her, Isaiah. It says, even though a mother may forget her nursing child, God has not forgotten you. He's inscribed you on the palm of his hand. He knows you. Your walls are ever before him. He remembers you. He knows you. Every detail. And she just burst into tears. I mean, as soon as I said the word mama, it was like tears just started flowing. I didn't know the story. I didn't know, you know, I'd never met her. We continued ministering. At one point, Heather went back and ministered to her and got the story. 
her mom had rejected her when she was a kid. Her mom told her, said, I want you to leave home and I don't want you to ever come back. What she didn't know is her mom sent her away because mama was planning on going out to the lake with her pistol to take her life and she didn't want her daughter to come home and find her body. She, that word hit her like a ton of bricks. Heather began to minister to her life and that shared her testimony. Heather's testimony began to minister to her and that wall just began to melt. The next night, guess who was in service? Mama. Mama came, didn't know that daughter was there. Mama and daughter, mama who wanted to kill herself many years ago and daughter who had been rejected were both in service. Daughter said, I cannot believe she's here tonight. Said, it's a good time for restoration. Sounds like Jesus is orchestrating some things. Mama and daughter, Heather was able to minister to them, mama and daughter were restored. Mama hugged her daughter and loved on her. Didn't tell her the story, hasn't yet to my knowledge told her the whole details, but was able to love on her and able to minister to her for the first time in 15, 20 years. Next night, guess who's at the altar? Mama, daughter, and daughter's friend. Girl says, she's smiling. It's been three nights now. She's gotten set free. Demons have left. I'm telling literally, demons have left. She's gotten born again. She's gotten set free. She's smiling. And I said, Heather and I were standing in front of her at the altar. I said, look at you. You're smiling. Look at what Jesus has done. She's like, I know. She was happy. Mama, everybody was happy. Mama got set free. I, I think I'm getting all this right. Mama got set free. The, the, the daughter brought her friend. This is just the wonderful grace of the Lord. Friend, we're just walking through praying for people. She gets, it looked like a two by four hit upside the head. I mean, she went down quick and hard. And the next thing we know, she's writhing on the floor like a snake. She, she got this wonderful demon manifesting. Well, guess what? Demons come to church too. So she got set free. <laughs> Heather went down to minister to her, and she said when she laid hands on her, the girl's body came up off the ground. The demon was responding to the presence of the Lord, didn't like it. But she got liberated, got set free that night, totally set free. That is the bread of life that's come down from heaven. That was immediate, three, gener three generations of people, three, three spiritual generations. And mom, daughter, and daughter's friend, just because someone's took a, just a crumb. It wasn't even the whole loaf. She didn't even, she didn't have time to get the whole loaf. She just got a little bit of Jesus that night. But it was enough to set her free. It was enough to save her. It was enough to spark a passion in her heart for her friend. It was enough to restore her mom and her relationship. It was, it was enough to begin the journey and say, Jesus, what's next? I'm telling you, if you'll just, if you'll just pull up to the table of the Lord, He's the bread that saves. He'll save your family. He'll save your friends. Can I, can I share one, one last story? I look at Mandy because it involves her family. And hopefully they're not watching my live stream. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, just turn off live stream real quick. Ignore what pastor's saying. <laughs> her mom, her brother, has not, has not, is not born again to, to our knowledge. He, oh, he is, maybe, maybe not. We're not sure. <laughs> We're not sure. He's not in church. Years ago he was in church, but currently not. Mom's been praying for him. And uh, it was one of these random, you know, ever had one of those random things just happen? They had, they had their uncle's funeral. I met him at the uncle's funeral. And we're in Florida, and he lives in Florida. So I was just like, hey, I met this guy texting. I said, hey, what's going on? What's happening? We're in Florida. He's giving us advice about Disney World and everything we're doing, blah, 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 and where to go, what to see. And... Uh, he said, by the way, he said, if you ever had a church down here, now don't get nervous, I'm just, see, we're just having a conversation. He said, if you ever had a church down here, I would promise you we would come to your church. And I, I almost dropped the phone. It was one of those moments, like, what did you just say? Because this is not you. What, you don't go to church. And so we started to have a quick conversation about him getting involved in church, looking for a church, his wife looking for all these things. Just simple conversation. Just a little bit of bread. Mom has been praying for this for a long time. The reason I tell you this story is because maybe you're here today, you've been praying for that family member for a long time. Lord, I'm believing for their salvation. I'm believing they grew up in church, they know the truth, they know the word, but they're away from you. You never know just one moment, one breadcrumb, one breadcrumb will change everything for them. One piece, one taste changes everything. It doesn't have to be some elaborate just one bite, just enough to draw them in, and they'll feast. Why don't you stand with me this morning? Feasting on the Lord. Feasting on the Lord. I think I covered most of these handwritten notes. Feasting on the Lord. And probably a lot that's not there. All I had written down was three scriptures and three points. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You and your household. You and your household. You, yeah, you, you and your household shall be saved. Feasting on the bread. How's your appetite this morning? Say, Pastor, I'm hungry. It's past noon. That's <laughs> not what I'm talking about. How's your spiritual appetite? Watching by live stream, how is your spiritual appetite? Are you hungry for the Lord? Are you hungry for His presence? Are you desiring more of Him? Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so awesome.